you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. NFC AFC Championship Games presented by Intuit TurboTax. They're set for this Sunday. MVP finalist Jalen Hurts and the Eagles welcome Brock Purdy and the 49ers Philadelphia. That's your first game, 3 p.m. Eastern on Fox. Then it's an AFC Championship rematch, Burroughs Bengals cute, versus Mahomes' Chiefs from Arrowhead Stadium at 6.30 on CBS. And Kyle's going to have a pregame piece on CBS that you can see before yes, that as well. Thank All right, you. welcome to Good Morning Football presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Live in New York City, this is Friday, January 27th, putting a bow on the week ahead of these mm-hmm. two great games. I'm Jamie Erdahl. This is Kyle Brandt, right. Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. It's time for Sunday Spotlight presented by Oakley. We um, put our shades on and we talk about someone who we think might shine the brightest on Championship Sunday. Um, I'm going to start and I'm going to go a little bit different direction. While I think this person is going to shine on Sunday, I think it's more to bring it back to what we kind of know and love about just football in general. It's just like the love for the sport and where you grew up and like who it made you into as a person and a player. These guys get put on a national level and sometimes it's good to check back into who they were and where they came from. So um, offensive tackle, right tackle for the 49ers, San Francisco 49ers, Mike McGlinchey is a Philly boy. He went to William Penn Charter School before he went to Notre Dame and then drafted by the 49ers and on he went. He's protecting Brock Purdy. He has been a starter for the last couple of years with the 49ers. He's going home to play Philly. His parents own a hardware store in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. His entire family will be in 49ers gear in the middle of Philadelphia Stadium on the game on Sunday. And he's just, he's been making a name for himself out in the Bay Area, but he's Matt Ryan's cousin where Matt Ryan went to the same high mm. school. 
And here is, I mean, the man looks like he was meant to play in the NFL when you compare the size of the other high school players. But Penn Charter is a great football program in the city, in the area of Philadelphia. Uh, it's a great school. He had a tradition going, unlike any other before he went on to Notre Dame and then San Francisco. But to have a young man grow up in Philadelphia, go to Notre Dame, get drafted by the 49ers to come back and play one win away, and he could do it at home in Philadelphia, I think is a really special thing, and I just wanted to highlight it. Hell Mike yes. McGlinchey, folks, there you have it. Come on, Kyle. Mike. Have a day. Kyle. And the and the um the hardware store for his family in Bucks County, I think, is fantastic. What's the name of that store? Is it McGlinchey's? It's not McGlinchey's. Um, it's not. But it's in Bucks County. And I yeah, I I, I didn't want to shout it out too much. It's okay. You can oh, get a nice no. tack hammer there. Yeah, and some exactly. Hardware. You can, right. Wait. I think we shout it out when they get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I'm gonna go with one of his teammates. Brock Purdy, let's go. Let's go, Brock Purdy. This is your big opportunity. You know what? I forgot my Oakleys. You did. I was going to say. I don't want to do that. I'm going to throw you a pair. The, the light, the, the future is so bright for Brock Purdy that I better put these up. Here's the deal. Brock Purdy, win this game, great. You lose this game, it's a nice little run. We'll talk about it a lot in the offseason. What a great story. Win this game, you are a legend. You are a rookie who is going to start the Super Bowl. The list of that accomplishment won. You. You'll be the first rookie quarterback to ever start a Super Bowl, ever. That is history. That is legendary stuff. Just take a quick check-in. Let's look at some of these other great quarterbacks. Let's just bring it in. Over the years, how about these guys? Oh They're all them as rookies. Look at Joe. How about Joe? Threw 23 passes for a 2-14 Bill Walsh team that featured O.J. Simpson. This guy is a rookie. Great rookie season. Led the conference in passing. Went to the playoffs. Two interceptions in the divisional round. You're out of here. Omaha! Omaha, much published. 28 interceptions as a rookie, tough year. Dreamboat over here. On a bad Patriots team, completed one pass for six yards to Rod Rutledge as a rookie. This is nearly 20 Super Bowl appearances, innumerable titles, and none of these guys, regardless of their situation or where they landed, could do what Brock Purdy is four quarters from doing, going to the Super Bowl as a starter, have a day, Throw touchdowns, make plays, do what you do. I cannot wait to talk about Brock Purdy for two straight weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. How about if Brock Purdy plays Joe Burrow? The first guy taken in the draft, the last guy taken in the draft. We might get there. Brock Purdy, have a day of the future. Right. Brock Purdy. mustache. Go get him, Jay. Brock Purdy, go out there, have some fun, have a blast. I'm looking at the game on the other side. I'm looking at a defensive guy out there that's going to make a huge difference. We just talked about him a little while ago, Trey Hendrickson. This guy knows how to get after the quarterback. And yes, we've talked about ankle gate all week long. It'll be up to you to go out there and make a difference in this one. Go get yourself a sack, get a few quarterback hits, and then, you know, along the way, maybe tackle the running back because Isaiah Pacheco, he is ready to have a day he ran the ball very well and this guy can wreak havoc all day long on Sunday I'm going to be watching Trey Hendrickson a guy who's been at the top of the league on getting pressure on the quarterback since he came in no one's talking about him go out there and show everybody put the spotlight on me I'm going to show up Trey Hendrickson I want Love it. it put it on me Put it on Peter. Who are you putting oh, it on? God, I'll bring it Who home. Who are you it on? <laughs> Talk about Brock Purdy. How did everyone pass on Brock Purdy? That's incredible. Do you know who the 251st pick in the NFL draft was this year? Do you know who was the 16th running back selected in the NFL draft? 16. 16. Can we talk about Pop Pacheco? Yes. Mm. Because I think Isaiah Pacheco might be the most important player this weekend. This guy right here had an outstanding rookie season. The pride of Rutgers, seventh round pick, 251st selection. 
He's coming onto the field, and he might be the hammer that they didn't have last year against the Bengals in the second half. Second and four, hand me the rock. Third and three, hand me the rock. Fourth and one, hand me the rock. Isaiah Pacheco, if you don't know his story, very, very tough upbringing. Guy who lost both his siblings as a kid is now the pride of his family and carrying them with him. Three-time captain at Rutgers. He is the pop, and he might be the pop that the Chiefs need to get past the Bengals this weekend. Let's go! Oh, Peter! Pop! Pop, very good. Peter, I feel like all season long we've been doing these Sunday spotlights with the Oakleys on. Were you saving pop? You were just waiting. You were waiting for your my favorite player in the league this season. Pop. I think he is. What is it about? I just love the way he runs. I love his story. He likes saying pop. And I love that he's got this jersey tie, which plays so true over here at our table on this side. Right you know, I think there's this thing with the Chiefs where it's Kelsey, 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 and due respect to Jersey, and then these wide receivers are like, hey, it's a pretty good group. I don't know if they're He hasn't the won angry runs yet. Should he, he though? Not. Not. Mm. Melissa Evans won it before, Melissa before yes, Pop. Exactly right. And she made a song about Isaiah McKinnon first. Guys, ah. somehow still had that conversation with their sunglasses on. That was great. Sunday, you're going to be watching both these games. The Fox game is going to be wrapping up, and you're going to click over to CBS, and you're going to see a chilly Arrowhead Stadium, and mm. you're going to see this man looking like a million bucks. Nate Burleson is going to be on the NFL today Wait. for CBS, <laughs> leading right up to the game at halftime, and of course, post-game crowning the AFC champion. Nate, welcome to Good Morning Football. We love having you here. Looking like a million bucks in freezing cold temperatures. That's cold, hard cash. But I'll be ready, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Yes, you will. Uh, so, look, you've played in Arrowhead. You've been at Arrowhead uh, against the Titans as a broadcaster a couple years ago in the AFC Championship game. Last year you were there and for against the Bengals. Yeah. Give us a feel for what Arrowhead is going to be like and what you expect now going for your third time for a playoff game. It's going to be as loud as it's ever been. And I, I believe that Arrowhead understands what's at stake. You know, of course, these two teams, they know what it's like facing each other. The Bengals, they have a little bit of an edge. You got this cocky young team led by Joe Thorough, and he's going to go out there and try to do what he's been doing, and that's beat the Chiefs. Now, on the flip side, I think you hear the Chiefs understanding what's at stake as far as the narrative of this game. You know, all of a sudden, the, the Bengals, they got the Chiefs number? Really? And if I'm a player in that locker room, you talking about us? You talking about the, the team that won a Super Bowl more recently, the team that has one of the best quarterbacks of all time, a team that has put together a run of five consecutive AFC title games. You're talking about the Bengals have the advantage on us. So they're going in with their mindset on rewriting the narrative. But as far as the stadium, the fans know that too. It will be loud. It will be crazy. And I'm good with that. For four quarters, I want it loud and crazy. But at halftime, all I'm asking, hey, just, just don't put no speakers behind us when we're trying to talk. We want to give the fans what they want, all right? And they like to hear us speak. <laughs> mm. Squeak, squeaking in the back seat. Ooh, talk about it. No speakers. Have no speakers blasting. <laughs> I love it, Nate. You talked about rewriting the narrative. Brock Purdy has continued to rewrite the narrative of his young career. He could yeah. possibly become the first ever rookie quarterback to take his team to the Super Bowl. How does he get that done? What is the key for him against the Eagles? Three keys, and there's three things that he's going to have to fight up against. One is that explosive offense of the Philadelphia Eagles. We know that they can put up points. They can do it in the air, do it on the ground. As long as he can keep up with the points that the offense is scoring, they'll have a shot. Defensively, the Eagles, they're fast. They go out there and they make plays. So he's going to have to do what we're seeing right here, take care of the ball, and keep it away from their linebackers and DBs because these DBs, 
they will try to turn PBUs into INTs. And that's what this defense does. After the offensive line, the defensive line collapses the pressure, makes quarterbacks uncomfortable. That's when the back end comes in. And then third, and I think this might be the most important key of all, he's going to have not only beat the players on the field, he's going to have to beat the fan base. This fan base for the Philadelphia Eagles, if you haven't played there, it gets wild. It gets nasty. And they're passionate. I would say some of the most passionate fans in the business. And I know we've been talking about how this fan base can't get nasty and don't wear an opposing team jersey. I'm not going to say that. I mean, listen, there's some Eagle fans. They downright dirty and they talk crazy. And that's cool. As long as they don't put your hands on you, I'm good with that. So Brock Purdy is going to have to face this new type of energy that he hasn't faced before. Just think about it. During these seven games that he has won, we're giving him credit. I'm not taking anything away from him. But he's only had two games on the road. That's Seattle and Las Vegas. Okay, so Seattle... Not a bad place to play, right? I know what it's like to play there. But then Las Vegas, they were a team that was basically stumbling their way out of playoff contention. So he hasn't had a test like this on the road, in the playoffs, up against the best team in football. So those are the three keys. It's true, Nate. And when you talk, people get hyped. It is just what you do. It is one of your gifts. One of your gifts is also mm -hmm. surprising us at the table, sometimes with your musical taste. I know once you leaned on your Seattle roots and we're talking about your familiarity with grunge. You once did a whole monologue on the mm -hmm. show about the Goo Goo Dolls. It's not all the things that you usually are into. So, Nate, that leads us to this. Pre-game playlist. What would be a track on a pre-game playlist for you that would be considered maybe a guilty pleasure hype song? Yeah, you're talking about Soundgarden, Black Hole Sun, one of my favorite songs ever. Yeah. Uh, but, but as far as pre-game playlist, listen, I, I can go Biggie, Pac, I can go Jay-Z, Drake, Lil Wayne, T.I., Nas, I can do all of that. And that's on the list, but you're talking about guilty pleasure? Something that if you just popped open that headphone, you'd be surprised? Man, give me Britney Spears, Till the World Ends <laughs> Remix. Featuring Nicki Minaj. You wouldn't even expect that, but I'm telling you, Nicki Minaj came on that track and she was doing her thing. And then Britney, oh man, Britney left Earth on that track. So yeah, I love that song. And if you haven't heard it, listen to it right now. All right? It's one of the best songs ever, especially before a football game. One of the best songs it's ever. Nate's back. Jam. Move over, hey Jude. Yeah. It's an absolute jam, Nate. I could not agree more. Um, Nate, it's my pleasure to congratulate you. Your resume has now bled onto a third page. Yeah. It sounds like there's some oh. exciting news to we want to celebrate on the show. Next Thursday, you will be inducted into the <laughs> East-West Shrine Bowl Hall of Fame. Cool. College football's oldest all-star yeah. game. What was your reaction when you heard this news? I was blown away. Almost 20 years ago, um, I got this call that I'd be participating in the East-West Shrine game. And as a college football player, that's what you want. You want to be acknowledged as one of the guys. And, you know, I, I immediately went to my wife and I showed her and, and she was happy for me because we were just young kids in love at that time um, before the journey of the NFL started. But this was the first opportunity I had a, I had a chance to stack up against my peers. You know, when you're in this bubble playing against guys within your conference, you necessarily don't know, but there's only a few opportunities. There's the All-Star Game and the Combine, and for me, this was the first step knowing that I was as good as all of these other dudes that I've been seeing on TV and, and as good as some of these guys that have been to bigger programs and, and are, are more appreciated than me at that time. So it's going to be a great week. Uh, East-West Shrine game. Check it out. You know, I'll be in Vegas celebrating with my wife. And um, I'm going to say a little something, drop some gems on the guys that are involved in this game. That's so cool. Nate, we love it. Congratulations. Oh, yeah, we and we've heard so many stories you. about you and your wide receiver class. And it was Andre Johnson and it was Charles Rogers. And those yeah. guys got all the fame. But yeah. you were a third-round pick and you had an amazing 11-year career. And we love you for it. Um, 
Real Thank quick, you, last year that Applebee's song with Walker Hayes was on in the background. I just looked it up. Do you know who the halftime performer is for Sunday? Are you aware? Oh, no. I'm not aware. Who is it? Can I spoil this for everybody? Yeah, yeah, oh. we got Nate, Fat Joe is yeah, performing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fat Joe is performing. Take it away, dude. <laughs> So you know what's going you know what's going to happen. I'm going to be out there trying to do my thing professional as usual. Hey listen, Joe Burrow has to stay in the pocket and if they can keep him in the pocket yeah. then they'll, and then all of a sudden Fat Joe going to start performing. I'm going to get up and I'm going to just be like, "Okay. All right, Fat Joe, I lean back." Lean back. Okay, all the way. Hey, I'm, I'm about to leave the desk. And don't be surprised if you uh -huh. see me on the field performing with Fat Joe. Oh my god. That is so good. See, Can't Nate wait. can do that. And then he can reference Black Hole Sun. Well, let's be honest, it should be called White Hole Sun. But Nate, you're incredible. <laughs> the, the quintuple threat, whatever you are at this point, we love you. Well done, Nate. Good luck this weekend. Uh, I love you, too. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate you all, man. You, too. Oops, you did it again. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, it's time to break down some matchups between the biggest names taking the field this weekend because there is nothing we love more than having a take, putting our name to it, and being held accountable for it. Yes. Here is another edition of Head to Head. Here's how it's going to work. One by one, you're going to get a set of two players or coaches in the conference championship round. It's as random as we can make it. Kyle, Randomly okay? generated. I love Randomly it. Randomly generated from show. the four teams that are left. Great. You will then have to answer a question based on who appears. Are you prepared? Yeah. Because Jason has to go first. Oh, let's do it. All right, Jay, you are being gifted in your head-to-head -head matchup. What do you get? Surprise me. Debo Samuel and Darius Slay. Slay. Just One. Slay. No Sorry. Darius. Excuse me. He needs to do that legally. Slay. Between those two, who do you think will come out on top this weekend? You just oh, my goodness. Am I saying, oh, I'm saying who head wins head this matchup? Okay. Head head. Debo Samuel, a guy who aligns all over the field in the backfield, out wide. Slay, a guy who does a ton of trash talk and can cover any receiver in the league. When Debo Samuel lines up outside, he's matched up with Slay. I am giving the advantage to Slay. Ooh. Say I'm biased. There's a DB on the field, but I think he can cover up Debo Samuel. Now, when Samuel's in the backfield and he's these quick screens and he has the ball in his hands is where he is most lethal. But out wide, one-on-one, -on -one, I am going with Mr. Slay That's awesome. in this That's a, a good matchup. That's a good one. Lovely. A really good matchup. Plus, I think you just wanted to say Slay a couple more times. All right, Peter, let's roll the randomizer. What does Peter get? <laughs> Oh! <laughs> Love it! As if they're playing one on one. Wow! He is going to scheme up the Bengals defense coordinator against that monster. If you had asked us two years ago, AFC Championship game in 2023, that man's face versus maybe the greatest tight end to ever play the game, and I think this one might go in this man's <gasps> favor. It's worked before. Yep. Whatever reason, Coach Lou has a way to bottle up Kelsey. Now, remember, Kelsey had the big fumble in the regular season matchup. Mm. But if you even go back to the two times they played last year, Kelsey does not have big games against the Bengals. 14 catches last week. This man right here, Lou Anarumo, I've said it before, 27 different men interviewed for head coaching jobs this cycle. Mm. Didn't get a single mm. interview any of the five head coaching vacancies. Let's put a show on. I think he might be able to bottle up Kelsey, and Mahomes is going to have to beat them with somebody else carrying the load. Mm. It's incredible that that was randomly generated for you. It's cool. Wheelhouse for you, right? Yeah, it was great. Well, are you ready for your X's and O's question? Sure. Good. Yeah, that's where I live. Not, that's how we're we got to establish the running game, and then when the secondary comes in, we take Roll deep shots. Play while he's mocking High the safety. whole situation. Yeah. Oh, we got the big man. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Between these these two guys, Trent Williams and Jason Kelsey, who would you rather have as a wrestling tag team partner? <laughs> My partner? Your partner. Look how cool. All right, this is good. Who would I want as a tag team partner? I love the era of professional wrestling where there was a lot of big men. And this is in the sort of post-Andre the Giant era when you had Earthquake, Yokozuna, Tugboat, Tugboat who became Typhoon, <laughs> who became the Shockmaster. Tugboat. Their moves were just like, you were down, I'm just going to sit on you. I'm not going to do anything <laughs> off the top rope, just sit on you. So also, so I like the bad guys. I think we have more of a face here. I think Kelsey is more of a good guy and a light. This is a bad dude. Now, I love Trent. He's not a bad guy. I'm saying he's scary. So he would be in the Vince McMahon world, the, the enemy. So I'm going to go here with Trent. And he's he's bigger than Kelsey. He's kind of scarier than Kelsey. He has this mean streak to him. We played him on offense in last year's playoffs. Mm. We can tag him. Do him. You know what, though? You know what's funny? I'm going to take neither of these guys. I'd oh. rather go with Jordan Mylotta on the field. Oh! oh! I'd go with that tackle. He's got that's that's to you, Trent. That's, I want some awesome. Come work at the Aussie flag. Come in. We'll have yeah. a koala or something. Yeah, really yeah, cool. Yeah. It'd be great. Koala. Yeah. Throw another belt on the bad beat. It yeah. says Mick Foley, mankind. That's what he just said. Mick Foley, mankind. Wow. No. Okay. That Jamie, was really good. Are you ready? Are we going to talk wrestling sure. with you? Let's see what Kyle we'll just went random on the randomizer. Let's yeah. get this thing going. I love this machine. Sweet love. Jamie, an authentically random thing in this segment. And... <laughs> 
Okay, you got Brandon Graham. Yep. And you got oh, Kittle. What Here's I your question. Oh, what could possibly have to pick from this? We saw Brandon Graham mic'd up. We yep. had George Kittle mic'd up. You get one microphone from NFL Films. Oh. Who are you micing up, mm. Kittle or Graham this week? Okay. I, I appreciate Not it. even a Such debate. Oh, oh, wow. You're a great Instagram follow. Everything you do in your life is entertainment, but that's 364 days out of the year. I'm sorry. What this man gifted us for this last week after the display he put on at the coin toss against the Giants last week, mm -hmm. I think we need to just tattoo like a little pocket right in there with a the microphone constantly for Brandon Graham for the rest of our lives because the things this guy comes up with and then the, the maniacal cackle, which might have to become his TikTok mm -hmm. name, honestly. Um, the maniacal cackle out of this man. I have to hear what he has to say specifically mm -hmm. as he is standing mm -hmm. over Brock Purdy, mm -hmm. staring down at him on Sunday afternoon. What is he going to say? I have to hear it. I have to hear it's it. It's a great call. All right. Time now to be joined by a former NFL offensive lineman who spent 16 seasons mm. in the league. He was a Super Bowl champion last year and a 2021 Walter Payton Man of the Year. Now he's an analyst on Prime Video Thursday Night Football. That's a lot. It's a mouthful. The point is, he's a friend of our show, yeah. Andrew Whitworth. What up, Whitworth? Hey, what morning. What's up, my people? You're like... Maybe seventh on the line is that Joe Burrow's your guy. Wait, let's lead with that. Uh, Joe Burrow continues to impress every week. No matter the situation, he shows up in the big moments. What is it about his personality on and off the field that makes him so easy for players, his teammates, to click in with and produce the way that they do? I think it's just his confidence and aura he has about himself. He truly believes everything he competes in, he has a chance to win it. And it just seems to rub off on the guys around him. I mean, even myself last week, I'm like, man, with this a third lineman down, I don't know how they put it together in Buffalo and find a way to be successful. And what do they do? They go out and dominate. They didn't just play well. They played great. Uh, I think every time you, you really look for Joe Burrow to take a step back, he seems to take a step forward. And I think that's the most impressive part about him. Yeah, we're all week we've been talking about he's 3-0. and It's Burrow head against Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. How much do you think that 3-0 and record has to play in this matchup come Sunday? I don't think it has a lot. I actually think you look at this regular season this year, I thought that uh, the Bengals had a great plan on both sides of the football for this game. And I really think going into this one, you'd almost say, I think the game plans might be out the window. All right, now, which quarterback, which skill team can make the biggest plays is going to be the winner because we've played each other now. It's almost divisional, right? It's almost like, all right, we know what each other's going to try to do. Who's going to go into this game and make special plays is going to be the team that wins it. Wit, uh, there was a time just a few weeks ago where I was right here on this show and I was on the podcast that I do this season with Peter Schrager and I was begging you to return to the Bengals so that that offensive line can get right for the playoffs. Well, we're two playoff games in and this offensive line has gotten better and better over the past two weeks. You are the O-line expert in so many ways. You're also team culture guy. How much did it play into this team's performance that people were counting them out the last few weeks and that these young guys have stepped up and done the job? I think there's always some of that now, especially in this era of football. I think these young guys more than any, we can say, hey, ignore social media, ignore what people are saying, but they've grown up on it. That's what they love. They, they've been on social media. They love the challenges. You can see even team to team, they love what each other's saying in the locker room. I think bulletin board materials out the window. These guys want challenges. They want to be heard on social media. And so I think they, they took it as a challenge. And I think also, too, we got to talk about Frank Pollock. I mean, the job he's done to lose three starters and then to look even better week to week as these guys get in there. Uh, what an amazing job their offensive line coach Frank Pollock's done. Uh, he deserves a tip of the hat as well because they looked really good last week in Buffalo, maybe as good as they've looked all season.
They did, and I love that you shouted them out. The defense looked amazing in Buffalo, too, Wit. And Jason here was talking earlier in the show about there's this idea that maybe you drop everybody against Mahomes and you make him difficult for him, or since because he may come in not 100%, you attack him early on. How do you expect the Bengals' D to find out what Mahomes has got and attack the offensive line, the offensive scheme through this game? You know, I think they're going to mix and match some. I think some, they may start early by bringing a couple of pressures, but the good part for them is they don't really don't have to. With Trey Hendrickson and some of the guys they have, that's what makes their defense unique, is that they're able to drop a lot of people. And a lot of teams, when they rush three, it's going to be over with. But Trey Hendrickson's the style of player he is, really tenacity he plays with, the all-out effort he plays with. He just is one of those rushers that likes to make it dirty and messy and get in there and wrestle and fight to the quarterback. They can create a lot of pressure with a lot of their three-man rushes and also some of those simulated rushes where they're going to bring somebody off the slot and just rush three and drop somebody to the other side. So they're able to do some things that other teams really couldn't get away with, and that's what helps them play the Mahomes and Josh Allens of the world because of the way really the personnel they have and what Lou does such a great job of mixing when those pressures come. With this time of year is really fun because as the teams whittle down, you really get to focus on the success and the why that a lot of these coaches and players are there. So after the Chiefs win on Saturday, you tweeted this about Andy Reid. You said, can we talk about Andy Reid's head coaching record? Mm -hmm. I don't feel like enough is said about what a G this guy is. I have to respect that. His run as a head coach is insane. Don't even get after me about his Super Bowl wins. You need so many things to go your, your way in the Super Bowl. Let's talk about winning, though. He just wins. This year, the Chiefs traded away Tyreek Hill. Now, this is just me asking you this question. Yet they still had a dominant offense, and they got the one seed. Andrew Reid was not a finalist for Coach of the Year. Is he unappreciated across the league? Does he deserve more credit for what he has done? And why does he? why is he so special? Yeah, I think that's, to me, the thing. You you always hear people talk about Mahomes, and, and I think Mahomes is amazing. But, you know, when you watch their games, I don't see just Mahomes making plays. I see some of the creativity, some of the ability they have to find ways to get Kelsey the ball, um, to get the ball out of Patrick's hands. I mean, here we are already. We're talking about what is Cincinnati going to do to create these pressures on Mahomes. But most of these games, Andy's going to start off with lots of things where it's just hard to get to him anyways because of what they're doing in the run game, what they're able to do with little screens and knickknacks to the tight ends, to the receivers, putting them in motions and running all these jet sweeps. I mean, he's going to mix and match it so much on a defense that makes it so challenging, and he's done it forever and done nothing but win. You look in Philadelphia, you look in Kansas City, he just racks up wins. And, and I think it's just funny because we get caught in this era of the Super Bowl, the only thing that matters. But these games he's losing in, it's not like he was losing, you know, in week 18 and knocked out of the playoffs or 17 over his career. He was losing in conference championships, which means every year he's in the conversation with the final four teams that exist. Like you're that good of a coach. You've got to be given some more credit for your ability to find ways to win and create your team into a winner, regardless of who your quarterback is and regardless of the skill set around him. Yeah, it was always hard to sleep the night before going against an Andy Reid-led offense. You didn't know what he was going to have drawn up. But enough of the finesse and all these receivers and quarterbacks. Let's talk about the offensive line with this Eagles game and this 49ers game, two of the best offensive lines and defensive lines in the league. Who are you giving the upper hand to in the trenches in that game Sunday afternoon? 
I think it's going to be a tremendous matchup. I think this one to me is going to be an all-out heavyweight bout in the sense of the fight between both sides up front. There's big fellas, athletic guys everywhere. This one's going to be a brawl. Uh, I really think that the San Francisco 49ers are going to have something in there for this Philly front. They struggled a little bit in the run game early in the year, and I think San Francisco is going to try and exploit that in this game and ball control it and try and keep Jalen Hurts off the field. Wit, we love listening to you. I, I learn something every time you're on the show because of your connections, not only to the teams that we have left, but just across the league. Your knowledge is awesome, man. We appreciate you so much. Have a great week. Enjoy the games, Stay Andrew. Enjoy, Enjoy Wit. Appreciate it. I can't wait. Let's go. Come Let's on, Wit. Right, Kyle, I'm so sorry, but we're down to three games in the NFL season. No. There's two this weekend. It's time for a round of Call Your Shot, and you get to do whatever you want to do here, guys. You can make a prediction about the weekend, about the broadcast, or your picks. <laughs> Let's go. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Two games this weekend, three words right there. Call your shot. We have a basketball. We have thoughts. Call a shot. Make a prediction on anything that's going to happen this weekend. Peter Schrager, what do you got? Uh, the Fox cameras have unlocked a wonderful thing last week, and I know Rich Russo, the director, is going to be focused in on this guy. You better believe my call your shot prediction. We're getting a lot of this this week. Yeah. You better believe. That's Ted Rath with a sleeveless behind him. Oh. These Eagles coaches. Are we even watching the game on Sunday, or are we just going to be watching the Eagles sidelines? I, I think Sirianni's going to be mean mugging. I think Kyle Shanahan's going to have some stuff, and I think 
Sirianni might be the one at the end we might be talking about. Oh, let's just go like that. Oh, way off. Being mugged the camera. You hey, missed it. Hey, <laughs> that could vote very well for Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> yes, I love that. You said the Eagles, Sirianni, me mugging. He's going to be me mugging because the Eagles are going to win the game and then they're going to match up in the Super Bowl with the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh. Eagles, Bengals. Sorry to the Kelsey brothers. I love the brother duo, but they won't be playing walk off. Oh! Jason's so athletic. He makes everything. Peter, athletic. There so is nothing that somebody wants more in a given work week than Peter wanting to make his shot before yeah, Jason no, makes his no, because no. it happens in every time. We get asked to make Super Bowl picks at the beginning of the season. Thank you. Um, I was half right. And so I was thinking about this game and I got to go 49ers because I had them as my pick nice. to start the season. Oh, that's nice. Bills fell off last Aww. week. I know. I picked the 49ers. And I'm going to go uh, road team a favorite. <laughs> I think the Bengals are going to go to Kansas City and do it again. So 49ers, Bengals heading to Glendale, Arizona. And I'm going to go back because in case I miss it so badly, I can blame it on going from the distance. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, like, right. I looked like Shrek. Go on, go on, Jamie. Go on. Use your legs. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's Try the, one third. more time. Third no. time's a charm for all those Bengals fans out there. Oh, right, we got thank the backboard you, Jason. And Jason dunked it for you. <laughs> know, it's right? tough <laughs> shooting from that distance. And from the uh, shoes. Listen, uh, I did a beautiful love letter to oh, Arrowhead Stadium earlier in the show and the incredible atmosphere that it's going to. And uh, I think the Bengals are going to win the game. I do. I, I still am not sure how Patrick Mahomes could have a high ankle sprain a few days later. Oh, he's just fine. I think one of the most important players for winning the Bengals this game will be Arden Key, who is the player on the Jaguars who fell on top of Mahomes. I think they need Mahomes at 100% in this game, and I don't think they'll have him. In the NFC, I've been wearing a Philadelphia Eagles shirt all day, but uh, I have just a little bit of a wardrobe change, guys. I, I'm going to have to change. I'll just talk right through it. Yep, I'm here gonna he go comes. With some different this is gear. really breaking the fourth and, wall uh, here. It's an outfit. Oh, here comes I know. the Niners. He's not outfit. putting something on. Putting... Here comes the oh. Niners. Oh! We're going back. Fly, <laughs> Eagles, fly. I think they have a better roster. I think this is the Howie Roseman Super Bowl run. He's got a big old cigar in the show. Howie, I'm going to go over here to my spot. I think it's Bengals. I think it's Eagles. And I think oh! it's good. This is very good. Bengals, Eagles, see you in Arizona, guys. I guess that guys. means me and Kyle are right because we Kyle, both made good, our shots. So everybody television. else not throws air balls. So I know. Come on, Peter. We can do it. Come on. We can do it. You, uh, no. oh, you, you might as well dunk Just that, dunk that, that it. Face it. <laughs> Chunk it. You're not passing her the ball for the last you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. 
Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.